Welcome to Encourage the Believer. Our goal is to share truth and strengthen the body of Christ. Here's Brother Tim Bell to share our encouragement for today. Hello and welcome to Encourage the Believer and to another episode. And I am so excited about what we're going to be talking about today. And I hope that it is an encouragement to your heart and that we can take what we are learning from the Word of God and apply it to our daily life. Uh, Let me just say that if you are uh, being encouraged by our ministry here at TPB Ministries uh, through this podcast, make sure you uh, follow us, share it, like us. Uh, The more traction we get, the better it is uh, for this ministry and the better it is to be able to get out and to share it with others Uh, who may be going through a difficult time and need uh, something to encourage their hearts. And so if you would do that for us, we'd be eternally grateful. Uh, Today, I want to talk about uh, uh, something that, um, especially in the day and age in which we live, uh, is going to be very difficult, and that is being content. Being content. So today, I want to talk to you just for a little while. We'll probably do this in two parts. Uh, but we'll um, we'll start off with the secret of contentment, and that's going to be look. We're going to looking be looking at chapter uh, four of Philippians, and looking at verses uh, ten uh, through thirteen. So let me just start right there. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last of uh, care. But that, let me start that again. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you are also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound Everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And then the most familiar verse to the believer is verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, uh, let me ask you this question. You know, don't you just don't you just love telling a secret? Or, or hearing a secret. I mean, t- my my wife especially knows, and, and my and my children. Um, if they if they want something to be a surprise in our family, don't don't tell me. Do not tell me, you know, because I will do my very best not to say anything. But I'm going to tell you something. The the excitement of what's going to happen. Or the event that's going to happen, I, the closer we get, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like a time bomb that's about to go off of me. And if you barely touch it, uh, it's going to go off. So they know that, that it's best not to let me know all the details, uh, sometimes none of the details. <laughs> but here's what we're talking about today is the secret of contentment. You know, throughout Paul's letter, uh, he's been rejoicing even in the midst of hardship. And if you've read any of Paul's letters to his to the churches, you'll know that for a fact. But 
I want us to discover today why uh, we discover the, the crux of his letter, why it was such a, um, to believers that, that when he would write these things, how he could say that he was content. And, you know, when we do look at this today, and, and again, I, I hope, I believe we're going to go two parts, but we'll discover what everyone has been searching for is to be content. And I know, especially in 2023, with our economy and the way things are going, it's hard to say that, Tim. Yes, it is. I'm right there with you, brother. I understand it. But I want us to give you, I want to give you some thoughts on it. I want us to talk about it for a little bit. And I hope that it's an encouragement to you. First, I want us to notice how Paul rejoices over their concern. You know, in, in verse 10, he says, he says, rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Your concern, he says, has blossomed again and re, uh, revived again for me. He says, and here Paul rejoices this time for their concern for him. You know, he is thanking them for their gift that was sent uh, with Epaphroditus in, in verse 18. So not he says, not that you weren't concerned before, but now I rejoice because you were able to convert that concern into action. Okay? So their concern led to their generosity. And having said that, however, Paul realizes his need to clarify some things up. So not only is he rejoicing in the fact that they're sensitive enough in their Christian walk to see his need uh, and to recognize it, but to do something about it. And that's what he sent. They sent a gift uh, to him through Epaphroditus. And so he rejoices over their concern. And then he, re he rests in his contentment. You know, verse 11, he, he, he tells them, he says, um, he says, I'm not speak, uh, not that I speak in respect of want, he says, I'm not saying this because I need something. And this is this is very, uh, very powerful to understand. Paul, Paul, Paul really did not need their gift. Yes, he was in prison. And yes, he probably had real financial concerns. What, but what he is saying is that while he appreciates their gift, he's not dependent upon it or motivated by it at all. He never begged them for money. He never preached for any kind of gain. You know, he's not saying, you know, now I can breathe a little easier. You know, now that I'm satisfied, now I can be content. You know, I can breathe a little easier because, you know, I, I'm, I'm no longer underwater. I'm above water. Boy, do I thank you. His, you know, he wanted them to know that his joy was not depend, dependent on having his needs met. Basically, he says, thanks for the gift, but I'm still rejoicing and content, even, listen, even if you hadn't sent it. Now, how could Paul make that claim? I mean, how did he discover real contentment? You know, his contentment was a learning process. I mean, that's what he is, that's what he is saying here uh, in, in, in verse 11. He says, for I have 
learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances of life present to me. And his word choice here is actually a slap in the faith of uh, of those uh, you know that are so stoic. It literally means self-sufficient, free from concern, need from others. He's found self-sufficiency and contentment, but not in himself, not in other people. But his contentment, it comes from God above. You know, a, a, a similar word is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 in, in verse 8. God is able to make us to, to uh, make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having that, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And so this contentment isn't something he discovered in one day. I mean, you know, you're not going to listen to this podcast or read a book or, you know, go to church tomorrow, you know, or, or Wednesday night or on Sunday and hear a message and get contentment. You learn contentment. Um, it's been a, he says, it's been a learning process. I have learned to be content. And his contentment was not dependent upon his circumstances. His contentment was not dependent upon his circumstances. So how did he learn real contentment? Okay. Let me give you these you know, these thoughts, and uh, hopefully they'll be an encouragement to you. He learned real contentment through experience, number one. He said in verse 12, I know both how to, ab- to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I'm instructed both to be full, to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Okay, so... What he is trying to say here is, is I know that what it is to be in need, I've been humbled. And I know what it is to have plenty. I've had prosperity. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether I am well-fed, fattened and satisfied, or I'm hungry. Whether living in plenty or in want and coming up short. I mean, he personally experienced the whole spectrum of the haves and the have-nots. Warren Wiersbe said this about him. He said, Paul was never a victim of circumstance. Catch that. Because that's what we find ourselves complaining about all the time. We are victims of our circumstance. Paul Paul never was a victim of circumstance. You know, how many times have we said this? Well, if I only had, you fill in the blank. Or if I could only get, you fill in the blank, and this would make me happy. I would be content. Let me me share something with you to that statement. No, you won't. You know, no, you won't. Money, materialism, popularity, prestige, power, 
these things that this world starves for, it craves for it, and yet they're never content, never content. I heard an interview uh, with Mike Tyson a while back, and here, uh, you know, the man made uh, half a billion dollars, that's a B, capital B as in boy, half a billion dollars boxing, and yet he's broke, he's bankrupt. And he said, I have done it all, and I still have that emptiness in my heart. You know, if you had only had more money, if only I wasn't sick or in pain, if only, if only, if only. Paul says, I don't need the if onlys. I've been with them and without them. And you want to know what? He says, I'm content no matter what. No matter what. So he learned through experience. He also learned through dependence. You know, this was the real secret to contentment. This was the greatest discovery for Paul. In verse 13, when he says, I can do everything through Christ. Everything through Christ who gives me strength. He empowers me. He infuses strength in me. So, he, he, he didn't need their money or their provisions. All he needed was Christ. He says, as long as I have Christ, I'm content. The flip side of this is also just as true. I can do nothing apart from Christ and I will never find contentment apart from him. In other words, if if you're struggling today with discovering real contentment, it could be because you haven't discovered total dependence upon God for all your needs. Again, Warren Beersby said this, if we depend on our own power, we will fail. But if we depend on his strength, we can do all things through him. This explains why Paul could rejoice even in prison. He had learned the secret of the secure mind through the power of God. So Paul says, you know, thank you for your gift. It's very special. I greatly appreciate it. He said, but just for the record, I don't need your money to be happy. All I need and all I have has already been found in Christ alone. Again, Paul didn't just happen upon this now, people. He learned it by experience and dependence upon Christ. Again, Paul, you know, he he had this attitude of not I, but Christ who lives in me. So that being said, I, I would imagine we're all still learning uh, this subject matter of contentment and we're still working at it. And I and I want us to understand that when we when we're talking about wanting to be able to do things for Christ, 
the attitude that you have to have when you're a servant of the Lord, when you're a child of God, is I have to be content in all things. You say, well, Tim, you know, I'm tired of being poor. I have to be content in all things. Tim, I'm, I'm tired of always, you know, struggling to make ends meet. I have to be content in all things. Giving God the glory for who he is, where, where you are and who he is in your life and allowing these things, these circumstances that are in your life, you're not a victim of them, but instead you take them and use them for the honor and glory of God. I can do all things through Christ. I cannot do it without him. He wants you to come before the throne of grace and to say, hey, God, I need you. You're all I have. You are my rock, my high tower, my refuge. You are the, the, the bright and morning star, the lover of my soul. You, you make and complete everything that I say, do, and think. And when we come before him with the attitude of God, where I am, I'm content in you. Listen, it's a... It is a humbling attitude, but it is one of the strongest characteristics of a believer that you can have. We're going to stop right here today. And I want to leave you with this thought. Remember, you, God's child, can do. It's not a maybe, it's not a a, a, a happenstance, but can do. I can do. I am God's child. I can do all things. That covers every aspect of your life through Christ and him alone. That strengthens me. That's where I get my power. That's where I get my drive. That's where I get my my want to to get up for the following day and face another day. Please join me in our next episode as we continue with this thought of the secret of contentment. And remember, if you like what we're doing, you like this this podcast, like us, share it, follow us, and get the word out about Encourage the Believer. So until next time, folks, Encourage the Believer. Hey, it does the body good. God bless. Thanks for joining us on Encourage the Believer. If you like what you hear, be sure to follow the podcast and share with your friends. See you next time.